You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What's up, y'all? It's another episode of Politicking. It's kind of bittersweet, though, because it's the season finale. What a season, man. (laughs) So season two popped off. Um, It was really awesome because I felt like, one, we was in a new location, um, just different vibes. It felt more informal. But we also got to do it a little bit more often, which I love this season. And I just hope everybody tuning in can kind of, like, give some feedback. Y'all know I love feedback, so I need to hear how how did you take season two? But before we kick into this topic, I mean, we really don't have nothing topic specific. We about to kind of recap and see what we learned over this season, because I feel like a lot of our topics intersected. And I think we have a good group at the table that can really talk about it. But before I kick it off, I'm just going to go around the table and tell y'all who's joining me. Uh, first, I have Benetta. Long-time mentor, uh, intercultural A, sorority sister, and everything else. I love her, my African queen. How are you? Thank you for joining the table. Next, I have Desmond. What's going on, D? What's up? (laughs) I like the class miles. That's different. That's different. (laughs) Desmond and I have been working at United Way. He came in through GDYT, ended up becoming a VISTA for the organization, and is a a mover and shaker in his own realm. Has a lot I feel like he's going to offer, and y'all know how I feel about the young folks. I'm always trying to get back and make sure that we helping them get to the next level. Uh, Also, supposed to be returning to Wayne State real soon. (laughs) So, yeah, college students at the table, y'all but enjoy it <laughs> those years swiftly pass i also have my um mentee day <laughs> it's so funny because every mentee i feel like that and came to the table has surpassed me and is out here doing things bigger and better and really doing they thing in the city i love it just watching you blossom and grow i'm, I'm happy to have you at the table and i know you're gonna have a lot to uh, share today yeah also i got miles what's going on miles stay the look stay the look Oh, man. Uh, Miles is doing some great things in the city right now. And I hope, y'all, we got a lot coming soon. Uh, I'll let Miles, you know, lead the way on that one. But I'm glad to be a partner. And I feel like we're going to be able to really make some stuff rock. We have a lot of the same goals and aspirations, I feel like, in this in this work. And I'm just looking forward to see all that you're doing. I already see yeah. little sprouts. And just glad to have you at the table. Appreciate you. And last but not least, I have the young bull at the table, Kalia. Ooh. Upcoming singer. <laughs> what school are you at? Tell them, Kalia. West Side Academy. West Side. Okay. <laughs> but I'm so glad to have her joining the table because, you know, the youth, I mean, the, the real young folks, okay? Yeah. Dad's not kind of a youth. He, he grown now. He grown, yeah. grown. Kalia I mean, is going to be the one teaching us today. And we had a guest join the table. <laughs> Dia, hey, Cuzzo. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Shout out 103 over there. (laughs) But yes, so I'm excited to kick off this conversation because this season, like I said earlier, it's been really awesome just because so many people have joined politicking um, this this go around. And I'm learning, you know, I don't come to this table feel like I know everything. I come to the table to help me get an idea of where I should be going in my own movement because I feel like every day is changing because things change. You know, mm-hmm. we not stagnant in the city and that's apparent. And I just think that more voices and more opinions and ideas are necessary for us to kind of see where we want to go. And so I just want to kind of kick it off and 
get y'all perspective a little bit. Every time people come, I'm like, what's important to you? Like, why? What, what you think you would want to talk about? Um, we didn't talk about a little bit of everything this season. I mean, from education to reparations. We talked about Jay Z last episode. <laughs> I mean, we talking about finance, money matters. Um, what what is important to y'all, and what do you all think we should be really focused on? Going into this this school year, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's the fall time, quarter four. You got a certain order? No, no, it's it's kind of poppy in where you fit in. Um, we just had orientation at my school. I work at uh, ATAP Arts and Technology in Pontiac, and um, the youth is very important. I feel like we bring that up a lot, but they are the ones who's going to be running the city and the state and the country and everything. So. We kind of have resources, so I feel like our main goal right now should be helping these kids learn how to use the resources that they have. I, I agree. That's for sure. Yeah, so you mentioned education. Education is always a great topic for me. Um, that is, I feel like college definitely opened my eyes to so many different things, um, and it opened my eyes into uh, the concept of um, education. And so all the things that I like to talk about when it comes to learning and how Learning is inter- interconnected with living our best lives, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So um, when it comes to education, I'm not talking about being at an institution or being in school. I'm talking about learning and recommending books. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, someone had a blog about how to save money for traveling. I mean, for that that within mm-hmm. itself, I consider that education as far as like learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I travel all the time. And of course, I want to be a part of like blogs and like podcasts. Or any type of platform that teaches our young, our youth how to learn when it comes to anything, even when it deals with like music or it doesn't matter for me. So education is one of those topics that I look look into, especially when I'm tuning into like politics. I would say um, definitely used in all subject matters. I mean, I'm all about health, health is wealth, but also not forgetting our aging population um, Mm -hmm. as they're transitioning on, especially with our up and coming youth um, not bridging, being able to bridge the gaps with the things that they may not have spoken about, those dreams that they may not have um, had the opportunity due to, you know, the hands of time. So being able to connect with them to see, hey, well, how are we doing? And uh, and if you had one thing that we could move the needle forward, what would that be? Being that we do, ha- we are in an innovative time. So mm-hmm. very, yeah. very innovative. Absolutely. I would definitely say uh, just pushing our youth forward and being there for them. I just left. I'm um, back to school driving, just seeing all those kids and just, you know, letting them be kids and just giving them those, those opportunities and those resources and letting them know, hey, you don't have to. It, there's so much pressure on them to have to grow up so fast and not understanding how to navigate through. Um, I definitely want to add to that and say focusing on for our generation to help and intercede with that is being like mentors. I think having a mentor is so important. And I think if, you know, because these kids are, are brilliant. They really are. So mm-hmm. to be able to talk to someone and say, hey, you know, this is what I did. This is what I studied. This is what I didn't do. This is what I should have done. So let me show you the ropes and let me kind of be there to kind of be that liaison between parent, teacher to kind of help you, you know, better, you know, your focus. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of that intersection of community, mm-hmm. right? Going back to always, it's crazy to me how. It's like we don't have that mentality no more of the lookout, you know, like, hey, sister, youngin, you know what I'm saying? It's like yes. you you get too close to these kids. It's kind of like, hold up. What you doing? You Why you doing? Up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Versus us really being able to be there. Um, 
and, and and that is a place that we that I feel like we should get back to. Youngins, what y'all think? What y'all think is some um, important stuff? I feel like what's important is uh my peers and the youth. You know, me being one of them is uh, advocating for ourselves, mm-hmm. um, learning how to actually you know speak up for the things that we need and like understand the things that we need. Because I mean, growing up, going to school, being told. You know, you got to go to school to be successful. It's like we know that. But what are the steps? You know, yes. I didn't I wasn't told when I got to college, I need to be networking. Mm-hmm. I need to be talking to people and, you know, money management, all the th- different things that y'all said. Like, mm-hmm. but how do we, you know, create our voice to speak up and mm-hmm. say, well, this is how we do this. Like, this is what we're interested in. And like, yeah, I think motivation Having motivation, most youth people don't have people pushing them forward to do everything. So they not prepare or anything so motivation is the most important <laughs> you had some yeah um she brought up mentorship and mentor obviously mentorship <laughs> has been a amazing thing for me i don't even feel like i heard the word mentorship when i was in high school like literally mentorship was was a thing for me my freshman year in college and um then i got into mentorship and that's how i got into writing my book and all of that other stuff but i think it's harder for me now to um, mentor like students who are in high school because I felt like I had access of course I had access to the people that were in college with me so the mentorship was kind of like oh just come through to my dorm or I was an RA as well and like even when I had my ICA and I had my RA it was super easy for me to like you know get connected with them but even with me being an advocate with mentorship um, I always feel like I'm not reaching the the younger youth like college students is I felt like it was always easier for me when it came to like middle school and high school do I always have to come um do a speech in order for Mm -hmm. me to feel like I can mentor them you know Mm -hmm. and they're just hearing a speech like they don't have a or built a relationship with me but it's like how can I do that yeah it's I mean it's hard though because I I go out all the time shoot Kalia can attest to it I'm giving out my card every time I interact with youth and a lot of times I feel like they scared Mm -hmm. They're scared because they don't understand networking. They don't know really what that means. But I think that the the way that we're mentoring in this fashion is you're planting that seed because you're going to remember that even if you don't use that card, you're going to remember, oh, this is what they were trying to get me to do when you actually need to start yeah. doing that. When you feel you in the mm-hmm. space, like, dang, I need to write down, I need to call them because I need that, uh, that hookup for this money that I need for school right now or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's just, the, it's, I think it's the little things that we do. Um, because a lot of times I feel like young people don't take advantage of what they got. Like mm-hmm. it's so much access Ooh. now. And Kalia hit it on the head with the motivation to just want to like do something different. It's just like, y'all got it all. Yeah. But then I got to think about what was I doing, doing. at 15, yeah. 16? I wasn't taking life serious like I should have. And it's mm-hmm. as if we coming in like, you need to be taking life more yeah. serious right now. Get it together. You know, <laughs> and it's not taken away from your childhood, but it's trying to show you like, you can really be the one doing X, Y, and Z. You can have a business. It's possible at yeah. 10. No, like 11, yeah, no, for real. 12, you know? So I think like the next thing, sorry that I'm talking a lot. But, um, <laughs> I think the next thing I'm thinking about now is, because um, now I'm thinking back back when I was in high school and if someone came to my school to talk to me about something serious, it's like, okay, sis, mm-hmm. wait till I get in college, you know? So how can we approach them or how can we approach y'all where it's like a fun thing, mm-hmm. where it doesn't seem like I'm coming to you about business or coming to you about something so serious so that you won't be scared, I, you know? I feel like it's different because, again, when you said that it's somebody coming just to speak for one day. You got to yeah. be involved mm-hmm. every day that to kind of mm-hmm. bring to them in. Yeah, and it's just like... I got two basketball players I had since what, sixth grade. They started a clothing line. They have parties. This is things to help them financially get through. 
at a young age because their parents can't do for them. So learning how to run a business at that age, I, they don't even have to call me for anything no more. Like I think it's going on two years, but just being there every day mm-hmm. yeah. matters instead of somebody just coming in and say, hey, y'all do this. And you'll right. never see them again. And so. young people know. I feel like young people know better know. than adults know who's there for them. Yeah. And they yeah. sense it. Mm-hmm. Like, I got students. I did a program probably a year ago, and it wasn't my fault that I had to leave the school. It was my job. <laughs> it just changed. But mm-hmm. it was like, they still, like, randomly, I get a cash app request. Like, here they go. They give out <laughs> a I mean, but it's just the being there. And they know that they can reach out. They know if they really need you, that you will be there for them. And it is about the consistency. I, was just gonna I think yeah. a lot of times mm-hmm. we kind of, like, throw things in but when you ain't got no consistency it's hard for you to see that long you know that long term goal because it's like you you ain't really there for me you know so and I oh Oh, I was just going to say accountability and exposure. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, understanding I'm not sure if after school programs are still like happening and booming like it's happening. They're they're not well attended unless it's sports. (laughs) We need adults to put in the work for that. Because I mean, just building work ethic. I think I was a police cadet, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, my, my yellow shirt, I think was in middle school going into high school. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, I had a job at 16, but just, 15, 14, but just I'm not sure if those same resources and opportunity are still available or being there to, you know, help mm-hmm. help you out and walk them through the process because 12th grade is like the, is not the end all be all starts way before then. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, um, I feel like there needs to be a connection like the resources that's already out here. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of after school team programs and this and that going on yeah. or clubs you can join or communities of people that, you know, you can be around. And a lot of times, um, I guess with finding your identity in high school, mm-hmm. you don't know like w- who your tribe mm-hmm. is. So yeah. like kind of like you say, exposure, exposing kids to more. So they like, oh, I'm interested in this or I can do this. And also making it relatable to like what they're going through with school and dealing with life. Because um, I had created this post about chronic absenteeism on this uh, page that I'm doing for a campaign. And one of the students like, um, what if we need these two days to take a break and relax from all of the different stress and stuff that we're going through. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. So, you know, what, what do the rest of y'all have to say about this? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guess making it more relatable and helping them like understand that, you know, through the stress and this and that, it's like, it's goodness that's going to come out of it because like we'd be quicker to give up on stuff that stresses us out to go hang with our friends and do this and do that. So if we made things like, um, I guess a positive space for us to like, understand everything then we'd be good oh yeah absolutely i would say to add to that um with the exposure listening to them you know what i'm saying really sitting down and talking to them what are you interested in what are you in with the exposure piece some of them you know you expose them to something that they may not even heard of or know that they might be interested in but if you're not given that exposure if you're stuck in this environment or you're not given the resources to say well have you ever thought about this or do you know what this is let me introduce you to this type of topic or this type of career or you know this type of sport it could be anything and I think going along with that like like I said these kids are brilliant and they will tell you they they really do want an outlet for somebody to listen they're very creative um and they some of them, you know, like, I, I really want to do this, but I don't have the resources. I don't have a step. So just sitting down and talking to me, let's make a plan. Let's make a goal. You know, getting, you know, vision boards together. You know, all these organizations and programs, like you said, they are out here. But it just seems like it's that disconnect of, you know, coming into schools, letting them know, hey, these are programs that we offer in your area. Or, you know, this is what your church offers. Like, letting them know. They don't know that these programs are out there for them. And also, from what I've experienced lately, it seems like... um 
they feel kind of like uh, maybe embarrassed or that they don't qualify mm-hmm. or that, you know, they won't get accepted or they don't know how to properly apply to something or be a part of something. And it, it takes away because now they're like putting themselves in this box where they don't feel like they can reach their potential greatness. And they don't have people in their corner constantly telling them every day, you can do this. And, you know, you are far more, you know, brilliant than what you think. So I think all of that definitely, you know, ties in. And that makes me think about the community aspect, because one of the things that I do know for a fact, there's a disconnect between students being in an academic setting, in a structured environment. And then when you go back home, so it's like, Mm -hmm. even when I think about, even when I think about youth, I can't help but to think about the family. Yes. Because for that's me, it's like, and that's why I was saying, like, we don't have those community kind of oriented ideas anymore because it's like, you can give all this to a young person. They mom and daddy still got to fill out that FAFSA. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Or you can do all of this for this kid, but they still might go to a toxic home environment or they can't meet ends meet. So how do we kind of like intersect? And that's what made this season so interesting because it's like, even through this dialogue, we're not even, y'all know the questions we're talking about, but it, it filters right through because it's like when you start thinking about young people, all of those things come up. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is the access that you can provide? What are the things that you can do? And so I'm thinking on a community realm, how everything intersects. Shift gears. <laughs> what does action look like in these spaces of trying to help youth get to that next level? Um, I feel like we all can kind of, I didn't expect y'all to all say youth. I'm just going to be a honey. Like I thought, (laughs) you know, but because it seems like that's a thing now, a lot of people are trying to figure out how do we get young people access? How do we get them ready for these next steps? I mean, everything, college and career prep, you know, we got trades coming back. What does real action though look like in the space of just community in general? Um, Off my experience, Communication is probably the biggest thing. Um, you have to reach out to these parents. You have to sit down and have meetings. It's going to be times where they don't answer the phone, but you've got to make it happen. An email, a visit. Um, my team at the school is great. Like, you know, if we feel like we got to, and it's really showing it. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to put in a lot of work. You cannot be selfish. You know, sometimes we be tired when we get off work. And, you taking an hour or two hours after your job can really help this kid make a better decision, just see things differently. Um, we got to step the leadership up, mm-hmm. like, honestly. I would also say meeting I would, I would say looking at youth as an individual because each youth mm-hmm. represents a family mm-hmm. and each family represents a bloodline. So when you think about one youth is one, understanding what their story is, Whatever resource, it's not really about what I'm providing, but it is about what they need. And what does that mean in plain terms? So if we talk about um, home, what does home mean to that youth? Home could be just making it safe from one block to the next block to someone else. It's like home is, oh, grandma, mom. Home means different things to everyone. So I think really just understanding um, what you know, individualize what that means to it, each youth and understand what that means in context to community because it's not a one size fit all. Mm-hmm. Um, when we say community, I feel like it's connecting the, the different institutions that uh, 
that I guess work along with the raising of a child or yeah. whatever. Alignment. Yeah, alignment. There That's we been go. a word. So basically, <laughs> um, I'm working on this thing called product of my environment, and we are a product of our environment. So mm. the things that we go through is what molds us and builds us. But um, a lot of times kids get, like, the bad part that's mm-hmm. building them, and they don't have the, the rest of the balance to show them, like, okay, through this and that, like, the hardships, this is the benefit of that. Like, mm-hmm. this, you went through that, so learn from this, you know. So um, connecting these institutions, um, the colleges, the high schools, to the middle schools, to the elementary schools, to these companies and businesses out here, to the millennials, to Generation Z, like, connecting and trying to find a way to, like, integrate all of this together. And working together, like collectively, I think it it to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, kind of going back to what you said in the beginning about the sense of community, as far as like you know, we don't going back to that mentality of it takes a village to raise a child because it really does. Mm-hmm. And I think being like now closer to thirty, seeing that it's like okay. <laughs> Yeah, it really does. You do need, you know, all these resources and these big moms and these aunties and that neighbor to tell you, hey, you playing outside? Okay, your mama know. Like, you need that. Nowadays, I think it's just so a defense of this is mine, this is mine. And you approach a kid, nah, I don't need the kid going to cut you out, but the mama going to cut you out too. <laughs> so it's like, you know, understanding that, hey, I'm here to help and, you know, I'm coming from a genuine place, right? I want to help your child. And you do have to be, as a parent, I can only imagine, you know, the things they have to be very mindful of, especially nowadays, you know, how the world is a lot of crazy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I think um, on both ends, you know, being more open, transparent, you know, what are your goals when you're with my child? You know what I'm saying? Are you uh, being a mentor to them? Are you being this coach? What is this all going to entail? Having those open conversations and making the child feel comfortable as well. You know, you know, it's about them. So we don't want them to feel compromised or feel like, okay, I can't talk to this person or I can't reach out. And then, um, I think approach also is everything. It, it goes a long way. And like you said earlier, Kenya, kids can sense it. They know who's really there for them. They know if you just, you you know, are you here at my school for a photo op for the news? Like, is this something mm-hmm. that you're really going to follow up? And consistency is everything. And that's in any relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think if kids see that now forthcoming, you know, going into high school, going into middle school, like you said, it starts there. So that continuation of saying, oh, OK, I can, you know, I can do this. I can be a part of this. I can talk to these adults and I can learn, you know, and progress as I go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Are people doing photo ads? So here's, I, I, I have kind of a challenge. I have a challenging question to all of this. So everything I'm hearing is connection, connectivity, connection, connectivity. How do you foster that in a world today that is constantly de-stressing personal connection? Oh, yeah. Because everybody is, I can, I can use my thumbs. But you put me in front of somebody, and dude, kids today can't talk. They can't have a conversation. So, social media. How, like how do how do you foster those personal connections when that's being so downplayed these days? And that kind of goes into the because I was going to say, do you feel like the biggest challenge is a cultural warfare? Because we used to be more collective, we've gotten very indi- individualistic, and I think mm-hmm. it's because of the silo, right? It's the silo that you put yourself in. It's like I don't have to remove my. This is what I know. This is what I can stay in at all times of the day, mm-hmm. and you're actually plugged into it by the people you follow the people you interact with and yeah people are doing photo ops <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
So that is a that's a great question. It is I think it's harder for people to develop genuine relationships because mm-hmm. we're dealing with a cultural warfare. And I think of us as millennials, ah, that question is always so funny to me because it's like we right on the, the thin line. We were there when it all started. <laughs> yeah. So now it's like to see it now we're like a ten year span, it's like it was like a thing you used to be like, I gotta run home and get on the computer, get to Facebook after school. Now you got everything on your phone yeah. all day, all the time. And so like you said, communication, like Public speaking is number one fear in the world. So, mm-hmm. it, it, I don't know. It, that, that, yeah, that's, that's um, very hard. I think <laughs> it goes to that consistency. Um, if you continue to go into the schools or talking to students, whoever you're mentoring, continue to open up dialogue and have conversation with them and um, continue speaking, talking to them about social skills and um, showing them the benefits of like, being able to talk, actually talk to people and go network and do what you got to do, then, like, um, I think it'll play in. <laughs> um, what I've been doing, too, like, we take the phones away. Um, it's just not allowed because again, you hide behind direct messages, you hide behind posting and all this different kind of stuff. So like I interview kids a lot, mm-hmm. just help them be comfortable with having different kind of conversations and doing different scenarios. Like our school is real big on scenarios. So what if this happens? How are you going to treat this? So it helps them you know, get ready for the real world. If anything just pops up, they'll be all right. That question also makes me question. What are we doing in school? Because why don't you know how to interact <laughs> right. and talk? Like, it's certain things, like, and, and not to be funny, like, because clearly I got a job, right? I was excited about this job that I had. But my whole goal, like, what I had to do on my job was to go in and teach students soft skills. What are you learning from <laughs> 8 to 3 yeah. that there is an outsider coming in and teach you yeah. soft skills? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, it seemed like these are common sense things that we got through our education i learned how to stand in front of a class and do a speech i learned how to do a presentation it's some kids that ain't never had a presentation you know what i'm saying and then you sit in here like yeah yeah they get away without doing them y'all for sure <laughs> <laughs> say that. and a lot of the presentations are so this is part of the, part of it yeah. is so you don't even have the teacher student interaction because a lot of the lesson and everything else is pushed out via their ipads exactly. and that kind of stuff yeah. now a lot of, and a lot yeah. of their presentations and stuff are all done via the iPad and submitted online and wow. then they get critiqued and graded online without any of that one-on-one feed or one-to-class, one-to-many feedback. Wow. So it's, it's just interesting because that pushes me to always challenge the system. It's just like, it's as if, like you're saying, you're pushing this. You're pushing it to where students can't be personable. And that's why I give millennials credit and I think that we have an obligation to be present with students because we do have the best of both worlds. Yeah, you might have ran home to get on crush spot, but you also was, you had that phone until 9 p.m. when my said, hey, put it up. But you know? When I ran out of minutes. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they don't even know. I, just be like, I was on a house phone, but that's neither here nor there. Those don't even exist anymore. Grandma picking up the phone. Time to get off. And, they're, and it's their glue. It's like they're on these phones all day. Like, just on Snapchat, talking to their friends all the time. And it's like... I don't know. I'm just like, I always ask people now, like my nieces and cousins, I'm like, do y'all, you know, go to skating parties anymore? Or yeah. do y'all go to like birthday dinners and sweet mm-hmm. Like, is that still? Cause or you just you, go outside and play tag. Yeah, like. just the simple stuff. And it's like, you know, and, and young, and it's going down, it's going down like five-year-olds have phones now, tablets. And yes. it's just like, it's, oh my goodness. It's like, can mm-hmm. you, you know, hold a conversation? And, can, and, and those skills are just, it's, they're so important. But, but again, that push, like you said, for the technology is. I feel like um, 
one, you guys being the millennials, y'all can show us how to use our social media or be on our phones, you know, uh, purposely um, and creating those events and stuff like that, going out to have a good time. Uh, you guys have social events where you meet up to talk to people and network. If you create things like those at uh, skating rinks or little cl- teen clubs and this and that mm-hmm. and like get into their scenes and like, you know, work with them, meet them where they at. Mm-hmm. It'll definitely be like proactive. Like, well, this is like a great segue because we have an expert. We have an expert with the youth here. And this is what it's all about because it is about y'all. It is about the next generation. Like, contrary to popular belief, we the old folks now in the club. You know what I'm saying? And it's getting really ridiculous at this point because we pushing thirty. You know, and at the end of the day. I want to know from the young folks, and Desmond, feel free to jump in and, you know, assist Kalia in this, but she (laughs) is the expert at the table, the youth spotlight today. Talk to us about what you think, what can benefit young people today that it doesn't, that you feel like either doesn't exist or doesn't get uplifted in a way. Like, what could make life better for a young person? Um, Having more things in the city that they're interested in. They in their phones because they're interested in more stuff like social media, talking to people on their phone. If they have more things, people don't go skating no more. We don't go skating. <laughs> I we don't just skate passed no Detroit Roller Reels on the way to it. Like, I used to hate that wow. skating rink. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> where, that was the spot. Friday night gospel. Oh. Gospel skating. <laughs> that's where everybody linked up at to talk to each other. People, mm-hmm. parents, and, oh, you're not going over that girl house. I don't know her parents. Or you're not going here. You're not doing that. So everybody like, okay, maybe we could text over social media. We go link up at um, skating rink. Now, if they just had a place to link up, like, me and my friends link up downtown to get away from things, like, we still be on our phone. But, <laughs> but we um, interact. If we just had more things to do in the city, then more people would talk to each other other than social media. I feel like young people, in the spaces that I've been able to interact, they don't take opportunities serious. Right? So... Just having access to this table, for instance. I feel like most young people would just look at this like, oh, this is what it is, you know, and then they would just leave this space and nothing will follow up because there is a lack of motivation, I feel like, to to care, right? To care about your future, to care about things because you're young. You're not necessarily in a space where you're thinking about what my life going to look like 10 years down the line. How do you feel like we can show up better in spaces to make y'all more engaged? Because I think young people get heavy opportunities now. What's the disconnect? Like um, everybody said, them showing up one time and not never coming back. Them seeing someone. Um, Maybe if y'all show up more than just one time Mm -hmm. and talk to them, like motivation is everything. Motivate them more than just one day, like come back through the week or the month. Them seeing the same person more than once can motivate them to do more. Yeah. And like right now, I see the age, of course, is wisdom, but they don't know that. So it's like y'all not telling us y'all stories and what y'all done went through. So we don't know that we can relate with y'all. Yeah. So more storytelling and like talking and explaining to them, like we know what y'all going through. And like that familiarity brings comfort. And then like you probably start feeling more motivated about the things that you need to do or you wouldn't understand what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we a lot of kids are uh, encamped around their parents or whatever. Their parents, you know, taking care of them, this and that. They don't see responsibility. And then when something hit the fan, it's like then they feeling like they're in shambles. Yeah. But that happens to a lot of people. So if 
the conversation uh, takes place more often about the different things that we actually went through instead of like our success stories and this and that. Like, let's have that talk. And I think that's why it's important. Um, social for our social media, you see a lot of wins on there, so people feel like it's all wins. Yeah, like they don't see struggle. Like, and the thing is, they ignore the struggle that's on social media because they just excited about seeing this person, this celebrity, and. That's why um, we had a talk like it's a difference between a leader and a celebrity. Like mm-hmm. the celebrity go make everything look good. He's not here to show you everything he had to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like really engaging and making sure they understand every struggle, like everything you want to do, no matter what, you're going to struggle some part, but you need to be able to handle it. Because you could do those it. conversations need to happen. And I seen somebody recently. I can't remember who it was, but it was a post either on Facebook or Instagram. And they did just that. They went the opposite way with the post. You know, it was like, this is what I've been through. This is why I got to this. And they told a story around it. And I'm like, that's powerful. You know, it's just those simple things of being able to show more than just, hey, I'm I'm doing it. You know, <laughs> I'm out here winning. You know, I got that check. You know what I'm saying? This new car, this new it. But nine times out of ten, it was a lot of sacrifice, some patience, some crying. Like, you know, that, that happened behind that, that we, we didn't see because social media is so instant and it, and it is there to kind of like help people feel better about themselves. And I think it was interesting is just why, why aren't we, why, why isn't there a space for that vulnerability and that one-on-one connectiveness? Because I mean, the highlight reel is one component, but it's almost just like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Why don't some of you feel open to just show that other side of themselves of hey like I'm struggling or I'm you know um because they're not comfortable with okay. most people I could say like if most of y'all was not in here right now I'd be all hyped up like yeah Ken, like because I'm used to talking to Ken so most people don't talk to a lot of people they closed in so they won't be comfortable talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had a question. If we were to provide that space, let's say there were there was let's say this building right here was like literally the spot to come to to talk about mental health failures, um, things that we like. Would the youth actually come there and what will motivate them to be like this? Because I'm telling you, when I say college literally changed mm-hmm. my perspective yes. on anything. Remember Saturday, those Saturday nights you would go to a party and the best thing was waking up knowing that everybody wasn't getting up to like one o'clock to go to the calf and everybody in the cafe having a conversation about and it don't even be about the party. It just be about whatever anything it'd be in like. If I linked up with you, it was like either about the event. It was about what happened at the party. It could yes. be about anything. And it was like the best part was actually going to the cafe the next yes. morning to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. So I know me, like if I knew this spot was here and I could reconnect it with, with all of y'all, I would, I would be so hyped to like come there. Um, but it's like, what will motivate them to come to that space? Mind you, they have, they're not in college yet. So they, they don't experience that at least not yet. And then two, how would they get there? Like what would be the transportation? What can be some of the things that would provide the resources? So asking that question and the follow up, are there safe spaces for youth in the city? Essentially that they come and collaborate. Is that a thing? Um, go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, there, there, that is a thing. You have a team hype. Uh, mm-hmm. Teen Hype uh, in Joe Detroit. You have the Matrix Center. You have different recreation centers where it's community. You know, people mm-hmm. used to go into those recreation centers and stuff. Um, to create a hub like this, like this would be real dope. Um, to get the students to come, like I said, come to where they at, like the music they listening to. Um, but also let them know, like, okay, in order for y'all to really enjoy this, 
this is some responsibilities you got to take care of mm-hmm. or we're going to be working on you with this and that. So you got to probably sit in a, a 30 minute session or a workshop or whatever. And this is the incentive behind this or, you know, tell your friends, you know, spread the word, social media, all of that stuff. And we can have workshops and stuff going on there mm-hmm. um, and different, you know, life building things, but also supplying a fun space like mm-hmm. that. Is- mm-hmm. What you think, Kalia? Would you come to a space like that? Yeah, I probably would, but that don't mean everybody else will. Mm-hmm. They probably won't be interested. Most people, like they closed in, they used to being around their people. Mm-hmm. So you say you about to bring this out, they go come for the food, the music, <laughs> and the fun. They don't want to hear about nothing else. So would you be able, okay, say you come for the first two weeks or whatever, would you and a group be able to bring the folks out? Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Starting your promoting you career. Right. <laughs> like that's you know how I think talking to my little brother, um, if you know, because they all have their little cliques or whatever, I think they have a clicky thing now where this is my crew. So if your crew goes somewhere, you're gonna want to be there as well because like you're gonna feel like you're missing out. Mm-hmm. But I see a, a major trend. Like there's an age gap with me and my little brother. He just turned sixteen and I'm mm-hmm. but I don't sound real big, but I can see like the difference in how we act when we were younger like yeah. we wanted to play oh no we begged our mother to go outside like remember on Nickelodeon when they used to say like oh we're shutting down Nickelodeon for now because we want to try to go play outside or whatever mm-hmm. they don't, I don't even know if they have anymore yeah. we used to beg our mother to go outside my brother <laughs> no he would stay on the phone like I could talk to him about the office I don't know if y'all watch that but mm-hmm. that's the only time like I can like really feel like I'm connecting with him but um Sometimes he's just like just sitting there and I'm just like, what? I'm just looking mm-hmm. at him like, what is going through his head? Mm-hmm. And there was a conversation about that. We're more vocal about mental health, like through music, the things that they listen to. Like even my brother, there's like artists out there that talks about depression. But the question is, how are they internalizing mm-hmm. that music? Mm-hmm. Is it that it's OK to be depressed or I don't know, because even within his mannerism and his energy, I'm like. I'd be asking him, like, are you depressed? I mean, let's talk about it. He'd just be like, girl, like, why are you over here? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just chilling, you know? And that's what he always says. So that always confuses me because I'm like, I even feel like I have a disconnect with my own brother based on, like, how he's growing up in, like, society. Mm-hmm. Last question, and I'm off your back. <laughs> what is it that youth want to learn about? Because for me, I think, like. That's a good question. question. Real good question. Yeah. There are so many things because, I mean, you've seen it, though. You've kind of seen the work we do, like, in our work and and this and, like, how we try to come in with all. I mean, it's so many things. We have, like, exploration stuff that we've been doing. College and career preparedness is a big thing now. So getting students, industry professionals and mentors and doing, like, the whole, you know, uh, interviewing process like those things are happening. But I still feel like there's a disconnect in what the youth actually want to to learn. What is it that y'all interested in? I'm curious. Um, well, because I be on social media a lot, uh, most people nowadays are just interested in sports and music and dancing and stuff like that. Like, I go on social media and everybody on there dancing, writing their own music. So I don't really think they're interested in what y'all want them to be. Mm-hmm. And probably because they don't have experience like... When we had got the summer jobs, everybody was stepping out like, oh, yeah, you said we was about, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. This is not what I want to do. So they just interested in like little stuff, dancing, music. So arts is a big thing yeah. for y'all. Desmond, what you what you think, young people? I mean, you right there on the cusp. Y'all, y'all the generations. You know? um, we trying to learn how to make money for real. Like mm-hmm. um, we don't like working for other people. Like So being an entrepreneur, being able to express ourselves and like create things that like we want and be happy with the work that we're doing. Um 
I guess that would be connecting us, connecting our skills to those industries where you can profit off of yourself and create a name for yourself and brand and this and that. So, um, yeah, I do. I do realize that when that was my job, like my job was to teach soft skills and get young people jobs. They messed with me. They like that's the girl with the with the with the jobs. Like yeah. we need that because you want that chicken, right. and that's what they were attracted to. It was like yeah. I know she about to give me some money, and not only that, this a high higher paying job. I don't even got to necessarily, <laughs> you know, I got the access now. I'm downtown, and then through our program, they was getting uh, lifts. Oh wow! So they was feeling it like they yeah. really, mm-hmm. and I and I noticed like. For the students that had a very good experience that summer through those jobs and having those opportunities, you can see a spark in them. You know what I'm saying? And I think that trying to understand for me, trying to understand what it is that what they want so we can meet them where they are is so important. And I think a lot of times we just try to come in and say, oh, this is what we're going to give you. Right. Yeah. I also feel like we need to uh, bridge those gaps like you were talking about. Um, You know, you got factory workers or you have um, plumbers and this and that, electricians. It's a big gap in like the service workers and this and that. And it's like, okay, who going to do it when they gone? Like, so showing kids that they have skills that can apply to those different fields, mm-hmm. showing them how they can make money in those fields and how like, okay, it might be labor, but it's something that you can do. You can mm-hmm. endure. Like, um, it's a lot of students that, um, they probably graduated, but really don't know what they're doing. And these are guys who like big and like, can you know, do some work or whatever. So it's like, okay, you can go do this masonry and make money while, you know, learning. So let me connect you to this. So mm-hmm. n- connecting those networks again, like bridging those gaps and showing like where your skills might align when you feel like you don't apply to nothing. Like, uh, I was actually go bring that up because um, a lot. Let's be honest. A lot of kids don't want to go to college mm-hmm. and um, a lot of them are going to trades and doing things. And again, it's our responsibility to show them that you can make money this way and to teach them hard work and everything is not going to come easy. You can be a maintenance man and start off being, you know, at the bottom and then moving up and owning your own company as, you know, having multiple maintenance people under you. So it's like just, again, having those convos and teaching them that it's not just a one way street to making money mm-hmm. and being successful as a person, period. Leave us some words, Kalia, today. If you could tell us us uh, young millennials, because, you know, we ain't too old. We just a little bit older. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you could tell us anything today, what would it be? Um, I'm not sure. Well, this is basically on pushing right youth. Anything. So mm-hmm. I would say find a group of um, youth kids and push them to do what they want to do. Um, because y'all pushing them to be, um, working like big offices and they, they're not used to it. So at first helping them find their interests and what they want and help push them forward and motivate them more. Uh oh. Kalia, okay. Kalia gave okay. ourselves and whoever's tuned in a task. <laughs> you are tasked today to go and find you a group of young people and you need to see what it is they can do and how you can help them get to the next level. And I feel like everybody in this room is already on that path. And I'm glad, you know, because yeah. I'm surrounded by some great people. And this has been a great dialogue. Good shift yeah. into me saying, like I always say, I don't deal with regular people. Mm. <laughs> Everybody I know mm. doing something in my network. And it makes me feel good to be able to be joined by these people. Um, and so right now, this is y'all opportunity. My favorite part of the show to plug y'all sales. 
Let the world know who you are, what you're doing. Kalia and Desmond, y'all can also plug y'all selves. Um, cause I know y'all doing good stuff too. I ain't gonna put nobody under the bus though. Um, so yeah, y'all can go in any order y'all want. Let the audience know who you are, what you're doing. If it's anything y'all got coming up, feel free to let us know. I can go first. Um, so this is Deshanae Blades and I am an author and award winning speaker. Um, I just created a platform about all of the things we were talking about today. So I'm so glad that this was some great validation for the platform that I just created. And I'm going to keep calling it that because I have not released what it is. But um, this platform that I created um, is to meet the students where they are to see what what they want to talk about, be able to assist them in that way. Again, like I said, I mentored uh, students while I was in college and I took about 10 students and I was just basically helping them with all the things that they needed help with as well as like helping me grow as a leader. Um, So I gave them like direct assistance while I was there. Again, I was a, a resident assistant as well. So I want to do that for my community and not just for the youth. Um, you talked about uh, older people. I, I see my parents. Are, I don't. I don't forget. I see. I, I have a talented father, and I see my mother wants to do more things. So I'm having conversations with her as well about the things that she wants. She wants to do. So I'm just. I just created this platform for people just to live their best life and just being there to provide the resources and having those conversations and see how we can elevate our lives. And politician would love, be, you know, to be a part oh, because you know you we are no intergenerational <laughs> conversation <laughs> and dialogue. I have no idea. This conversation was validation for sure. Yeah. All right. Who we got next? Oh, hi, everybody out there watching and listening. <laughs> um, I'm Dia Blackman. I am a strong, proud HBCU advocate. Um, I have my own charity, Dia's Dials, five years strong. Um, I am a new member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority okay. Incorporated. Native Detroiter, um, HBCU grad. Shout out to all the FAMU alums, HBCU grads that may be watching the show. Um, I love my city. I love working with kids. I love to mentor, um, especially high school girls. That's what my passion is. Um, I'm so thankful to be here and finally be a part of politicking. Um, this is amazing. And I'm so grateful to hear you guys' voices because mm-hmm. coming when school starts, I'm actually going to be hosting a Young Entrepreneurs panel for high school kids and I just like hearing you guys and I'm hearing what you're saying and your ideas so I'm so excited about that um I love Detroit so much um so I'm ready to just get the ground hit the ground running and do more things and connecting and working with people that's my passion that's my vibe I'm a PR person so shout out to my media public relations it's my LLC (laughs) oh well I'm Desmond Foster Carter um (laughs) You can follow me on Instagram at uh, trxp.ben. Um, I'm into community work, working with my peers, uh, mentoring, and uh, my biggest thing is storytelling. So uh, I want to create a pa- platform where we could talk about these conversations, but actually show it through like you know visual arts or whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm Benetta Thomas. Um, I want to first say thank you both for, you know, just expressing because I do work in public health and we are, um, especially in our tobacco section, trying to reach out to youth with the youth and vaping. And so for me, that was just insightful because we've just been trying to, we've been struggling trying to figure out why there's a disconnect with the epidemic and what's not happening. But um, I'm all for all things public health as well and um, being culturally flavored. Mm-hmm. African <laughs> queen. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I'm Kalia, and like I like rapping. I write my own music. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I'm interested in um, being a motivational speaker and like telling my story and helping other people that's my age or younger or even people that's older than me, like basically motivate them to do better. Okay, okay. Miles okay. Caffey. Um, I have a weekend called Michigan May Weekend. Been working on yes. that since 2012. Um, wow. Bringing Greeks together, entrepreneurs together to um, showcase what the Greeks do and, you know, helping upcoming entrepreneurs show what they have um, from clothing lines, artists, anything you need help with, I'm there for it. Um, I coach seventh and eighth grade basketball. And I also have a podcast network called The Forecast Podcast. Um, we just celebrated our first year. And we have like five shows now, so yeah, shout out, you guys started us, so we appreciate you guys. <laughs> well, this has been a great season. I just want to thank everybody at the table right now for joining. This dialogue was more than what I expected. I didn't even have to ask no questions if y'all, Pete, we just talked. <laughs> Real dialogue, and it moved. Like, y'all actually hit all the questions. When y'all when y'all leave, go back and look. Um, But before I get out of here, um, I want to Send a whole PSA um, because I feel like this is something that's important. You know, a lot of times we come together, we talk, but we don't put no action behind it. And politics in is about action. And so <clears throat> before I get out of here, I'm tasking all the millennials in the city to become more unified this year. To Strategic together. However, we cannot continue to tell our every move. Okay. When Martin Luther King Jr., Boycott it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Speak about it. They didn't go to social media mm. and tell social media what they was doing. I mean, it's probably because social media wasn't around. <laughs> but what they did was they organized. And so I'm also putting onus on myself. I will be personally reaching out to multiple folks this year, this fall specifically. It's time to put our actions where our mouths are and make some shape. Okay? Period. So it's a new school year, and Politican is going to be on the ground rocking and rolling, okay? It's been a great season full of dialogue that can help shift the culture in so many ways with so many of us sitting at tables that matter. I mean, from the city realm to the education realm to nonprofit, business, finance, like we are sitting in places and spaces that matter, and we need to start coming together right now. And so with that, uh, we have an obligation to make things a little bit easier for this next generation. I don't feel like they should be starting from scratch. We have the resources. We have the opportunity to really pour into them and allow them to see their greatness. Um, and so with that, continue to like and share politic Ken. Um, I will be doing like little, you know, topics and themes throughout the fall. Um, just because the season is gone don't mean we not working. And so if you haven't already though, <laughs> Check out my EP. I just dropped the EP yes. <laughs> for my birthday. Critically thinking, it's available on Detroit all music. Red. Okay, Detroit Red is available. <laughs> it's available on all music platforms, man. Really tap in, and as y'all know, I love feedback. Also, be on the lookout. Um, I'll be doing a kinship fundraiser this fall to kind of like melt a lot of the things that I have going on. If you don't know, I do have two brands. It's Politic Ken as well as Kentertainment. Um, and so really just trying to use my platform to bring awareness, but please be on the lookout for a, a fundraiser and understand that this movement, it don't stop until then though. Next season. Thank y'all for joining. We out. Ooh, I know, right? I love, I love <laughs>